everybody, this is Samantha and you're listening to the Layman's Doctor podcast where we're bringing medicine home. And today I'm having a conversation with Dr. Rochelle Knight. So guys, I'm just going to apologize from now about my audio. I'm not recording my usual space, so you might hear some traffic noises. If you don't, I hope they're not too loud. But today I'm going to be talking with Dr. Rochelle Knight and we're going to be talking about blogging and exploring things outside of medicine and why it's important for us to do other things as healthcare workers, as clinicians, as nurses, as med students, stuff like that, and how it really is possible. And I think for me, before I ask her to come on and tell us a little bit about herself, what really made me want to have this conversation was I I sent Rochelle an Instagram message and I was like, how do you write your blog and work? Like, how do you manage that? You know, and she told me, you know, this is her escape. This is something that she really enjoys doing. And even before we started the recording, this is something that a lot of us need. And I think so much so after the pandemic, just realizing that you need an outlet, just doing things that you enjoy and putting yourself first and all that stuff is really important. So after I finish all this rambling, Rochelle, please, can you let us know a little bit about yourself? And let's jump right into the conversation. Hi, Samantha. Thanks for having me. I'm actually really honored to be here. And this is my first podcast, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So well, I... you were the first person to feature me on a blog. So we're each of us first, you know? That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm a junior doctor. I'm Rochelle Knight. I have been practicing medicine for three years. But what's really important to me is while medicine clearly is my career and it's what I have basically spent my whole life towards, uh, you know, training for in terms of from high school, I knew I wanted to be a doctor, but it's not my identity. You know, I am a young Jamaican woman who happens to be a doctor and also who happens to blog and i think you I know we live that. in we live in a changing world where there is no need for your career to be your entire identity you know i think so many of us are multifaceted individuals with so many interests and for me i've never wanted to just limit myself to one thing and I think medicine is one of those careers where you're kind of expected to do that. But mm-hmm. I think, especially a lot of us know, as young doctors entering the system are disproving that outdated mindset. So for me, I started blogging in medical school um, back in 2016 as an escape. Escape in terms of from just the regular stresses of life. For me, writing is an outlet. And it has been my outlet from when I was a child. I've always had a journal, always been writing, scribbling things down, keeping lists. That's just kind of how I keep my thoughts and my brain organized. And I discovered in 2016 that I really loved waterfalls and traveling and being in outdoors. For me, it really helped my mental health. And it was the way how I was able to get over a lot of issues without needing medications, you know. And as I started exploring more and seeing that there's a lot to Jamaica than what, um, you know, the average person may know, I decided I wanted a platform to be able to share those adventures and let people know that, you know, there's more to Jamaica than just Ochi or Negril. And that's kind of how I fused my two loves. So I fused my love for the outdoors and having a space to write about it and let you know other people see what I'm up to and hopefully shape their own adventures and inspire them to go out and sightsee Jamaica more. So that's how it all started. I really like your blog, Adventures from L, for sure. And I remember when I visited... For my birthday, it was really important to me to go and see, like, where the rum is made. It's a worthy park. The one up St. Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Appleton. Appleton. Yeah. I haven't been to Hamden as yet. But, you know, it's something that I like doing. And I have Hamden left on my list. And I remember doing some research. And you had up your worthy park stuff. And it really kind of cemented in my head. Like, yeah, man, this is somewhere I want to go. So I really love that mm-hmm. you're showing parts of jamaica that 
are outside of the norm and showing these gems. And I think one day you made a post on Instagram about, I don't know if on your personal page or the the adventures from L page about there's no mm-hmm. gatekeeping here. You know, you really yeah. want persons to explore Jamaica. So okay. how long now have you been blogging? Right. So I've been blogging since December 2016, December 26, 2016 to be exact. And that blog started about a year after I made it my personal mission to explore all of Jamaica's hidden gems. Um, mm-hmm. It's like I started having all these adventures and I would post pictures here and there and people would ask me stuff. And I thought, why not just have a platform where anybody can just keep up with my adventures or gets, you know, inspiration for their own adventures, that kind of thing. So, right, I've been blogging for almost six years now. And I think it's the most rewarding hobby I've ever taken up in that I've met so many people and I've gotten, you know, some opportunities that I probably wouldn't have gotten otherwise. Blogging has really taken me out of my comfort zone too. I was a lot more shy and reserved, I think, when I first started. In Mm -hmm. fact, when I began, my blog was actually completely anonymous. Like, I did not put up any pictures of myself. I didn't put my name on there. It was like a completely anonymous space. Like, I started having, you know, people would follow me from WordPress, and they just wouldn't know who was behind the page. That's kind of how things started. And then I realized, like, you know, my friends were finding, well, I shared it with my friends initially, but over time, other persons would find it and they would be like, you know, it's kind of coincidental that you just went to this place and the person who writes this blog is a mystery. Yeah, I realized I cannot hide. And then a person was like, you know, I really enjoy this oh and God. I'm really proud of this. Why am I hiding it? And I think it was actually about a year or a year and a half later after I first began that I put up a picture, I put up a proper bio telling people who I am. And uh, yeah, it's just been growing and going upwards from there. Yeah. So, wow, that's a long time. I started in 2018. But when I was in high school, I used to blog on and off. I remember one time I got so upset and it's, I think if I have any regrets in life, that's probably one of my regrets. I got so upset and it was on Blogspot and I just deleted, oh, <laughs> I deleted I one everything. Of those <laughs> yeah. So I've, yeah. Always, I've always loved writing and blogging and, you know, sharing and without it feeling like super pressuring. Mm-hmm. Right. So I totally get that. And I mean, I. Honestly, like I, I find that Adventures from L is such an inspiration, but it really goes to show that this is something that you've been working on from 2016. So it's been a lot of effort, blood, sweat, and tears. And honestly, it's oh, yes. very encouraging for me because that same thing where I had the layman's doctor, because especially because I knew I was talking about the, the same system that yeah. I work in, you know, I'm thinking to myself, oh, geez, you know. I have to be careful what I say or I don't want to step on anybody's toes and I don't want to talk about anything controversial. But then the things that I like talking about are, you know, what are the things that healthcare workers can do with their degree? Mm -hmm. You know, how can they either work in other places or work in different careers altogether or showing that you said something, you know, I'm, I'm a Jamaican girl who happens to be a doctor and who happens to be a blogger. Your entire identity, which is, really what happens to a lot of us mm-hmm. is that we're is that we're doctors and it's gotten to the point for me where i've had to tell several people like we're in say we go out for dancing or we go to a party and like hey this mm-hmm. is this is my doctor friend or this oh, is yes. doctor Samantha. and i've had to be like guys please Don't do that. you know <laughs> exactly. i'm very yeah i'm very proud of being a doctor right you know it's it's my greatest achievement so far without it i would not be the layman's doctor going to med school is the reason why i found this passion and love that i have for public health and you know the layman's doctor has just as you said given me so many opportunities and experiences and things that i never would have had the opportunity to do or may have taken a longer time to do but then at the same time when i'm not in a space where i need to be dr johnson i want to be sam 
I want to be Agreed. successful. We don't Agreed. introduce, yeah, we don't introduce our f- lawyer friends as exactly counsel or our Jonathan. teacher friends or our yeah. engineer friends. We don't introduce other persons by their profession. Exactly. So why do we need to be introduced as our profession all the time? And you know, some another thing too is that when you get introduced as your profession. The next thing, at least one in every two times I'm introduced as Dr. Knight, a follow-up question comes like, oh, I've had this pain in my back or yeah. I have this pain in my knee. And I'm like, okay, it's 10 p.m. And, you know, I'm trying to de-stress or I'm just not really trying to think about medicine right now. So, you know, when you get asked these questions outside of regular work or business hours, no, it's like you have to I turn back on the doctor, doctor you know, and exactly. you don't want to. If you're out drinking with friends at night, you don't really want to start yeah. thinking of all the differentials as to what could be causing this person to have back pain. And exactly that. Yeah. It's <laughs> exactly that. It's 100% exactly that. And, you know, sometimes my friends don't get it. And I have to just like, I am very proud of being a doctor, but... Same. I mean, if if we're having a ca- if we're having a phone call or we're sitting at a cafe or something, please call me Sam. Exactly. I don't, I, I don't need <laughs> you to message me. Hey, Doc, what's up, Doc? Yeah, Should exactly. I go, hey, hey, Coda. And, you know, <laughs> exactly. Like my first name is Nine. <laughs> exactly. So even for example, on I I it, it bothers me so much to the point where. In, in my newest project, it's not really new, so I've never really spoken on my podcast about Margin to Center. Um, it's a little secret I've been keeping from about 2020. Um, and it's, a not, it's an offshoot of the layman's doctor. So a huge mandate of the layman's doctor is public health, especially through health promotion and, and you know, whatnot. Right. So that's a, that's a huge deal to me. So... You know, Margin to Center, it's a bunch of women physicians, and the whole point is to improve access to healthcare and healthcare services for marginalized mm-hmm. groups of women. And we had a recent, we, we finally launched officially, like on social media. So now we're like, hey guys, we're actually here. You know, it's one of our things. We got funding from Frida, we got a Frida grant, which I'm Ooh, so exceptionally. Awesome. Thank you. I'm so exceptionally proud of the team, Mm -hmm. right? And in my introductory post, the last paragraph is like, Dr. Johnson, who much prefers to be called by Samantha, you know, like that's (laughs) that's how much it, it happens so often that, and even within, because even for me within my professional space as well, I do a lot of advocacy work. I try to do a lot of public health work but it's very advocacy facing so mm-hmm. even in those spaces where we're having conversations where i'm asking people to be vulnerable and we're asking people to share and to really open up about things that may be taboo or not really spoken about even the whole i find that me being dr johnson and you being rochelle it gives a power dynamic sometimes as well it does. um mm-hmm. where and, and even i think like in other places where people practice you know because it's patient centered, they oftentimes will have like a the doctor would be called by their first name. First or name, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. My issue with that, like I, I don't <laughs> think it's a problem. It can be a problem though. Cause you you see, when you're in a professional space, you don't want people to take you as their friend, right? Exactly, because um, I'm not. Exactly. So sometimes I think it can breed a bit too much familiarity. It's like mm-hmm. when male patients might call you baby or yeah, dear or that's, sweetheart. That's it's exactly, not great. That's exactly what I was going to bring up. So when it comes to women, you know, calling me, so I don't really have a problem with it when the grandmas come in and go, yes, my yeah, darling. Exactly. Just because of the culture here in Jamaica, mm-hmm. I shut it down very quickly when men call me anything oh, outside yes. of Dr. Johnson. Because As you should. It's, you, you know how it is. And I've had to say like a lot of times to, to other men, like you don't understand the perspective of the woman. Like you have to right. you have to take some time to really understand and listen to what the experience is like. So for them, I don't think Jamaica, I'm not sure if Jamaica will ever reach that point that maybe the States have reached. 
you know. But mm-hmm. I know that they will have a more informal thing. But I, in, within a professional setting, right. please, you know, <laughs> let's do the doctor thing. If it's a setting, so for me in advocacy where it's a bit more casual, if I want people to open up, you know, I'm not seeing them as a patient, but I'm trying to facilitate conversations, right. you know. I, I want us to feel, I don't want it to feel paternalistic. I don't want it to feel like we're on this level, you know. So it's the whole point of this was that we are more than our profession. Mm-hmm. And you're a great example of that. And some oh, other persons on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because my blog is about healthcare. So I'm still writing in the in the profession. But another person I had, Mario Guthrie, on oh, this podcast yes. as well and such we an inspiration exactly exactly so tell me you have this blog now it's been happening for six years congratulations on that you started to make it more personable you started to put yourself out there and put mm-hmm. your name to it and i as well i've i've started to rep the layman's doctor like heavy yeah. now Oh, I yes. used to just be like kind of secrety about it. Right. But now I'm like, yeah, man, layman's doctor, you know, I'll I'll send you my link tree, all of that. Check me oh, out, yes. see what I do, you know. And that's how you invite opportunities into your life. That's exactly it. But it's also very scary because it feels like you're putting yourself out yeah. there to be judged and you have feedback and oh, it's yes. very scary. It can be. Because the feedback that you get isn't always positive, you know. Yeah. Even from my blog, I mean, I haven't had horrible feedback, but I've had those little, you know, where people insinuate kind of mean things where they'll be like, oh, how you f-? like, it depends on the tone. So, you know, sometimes people might ask me, oh, how do you find time for both? And I know it's just genuine curiosity. And then there are other times where the tone is like, how oh, you find time for so much things? As if implying that I shouldn't, you know? And Yeah, or that it's or taken away from, from, being from the work exactly. that you're doing. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you, like, I've had a case where I asked for time off once. Not even time off. It was just like I needed a weekend off. And they're like, oh, you're going to be gallivanting to some place on a short stop. Like, no. <laughs> and even if I was, I'm entitled to it. It's not as if I was making yeah. an unreasonable request. We are entitled to vacation days and department leave and that kind of thing. And if I hadn't used any days yet for the year and I'm requesting a weekend, I, I don't see how that should be a problem, you know? But when you yeah. open up yourself like that, you will get critique. You will get, you know, the naysayers. And exactly. you have to, you know, it's like, it, in a way, though, I don't mind it in that it forces you to be stronger, mm-hmm. but it can be exhausting. Yeah, it can be exhausting. And I mean, criticism is good to have, but it doesn't take away from the feeling sometimes. Yeah. So, you know, I'll, I'll have a friend that says, like, feelings are illogical, you know, even though logically you know that criticism is good. It is very natural to feel defensive yeah. or be like, oh my gosh, why is that? Or feel vulnerable oh, from yes. it. And then from like, so like from my perspective, right? <laughs> Sometimes I will write an article and I've, and I've written some articles. And funny enough, I have some articles on my LinkedIn that is a bit more private, but that those articles very much talk about like, my feel not my feelings but my my thoughts Mm -hmm. and and maybe some research articles about the health system and about i like to talk a lot about communication leadership there so and i realized i put those articles on my linkedin because you know my linkedin is a little bit more private secure you have to be following me Mm -hmm. or somebody to be that and the other day i was going through my link tree and making sure all my links work and i said why are my LinkedIn articles not on my website, you know? (laughs) And that's because when I, the last time I wrote one was maybe 2021, but we're in 2022. Samantha from 2021 is completely different from Samantha in 2022. And these are articles that says, it's something, one of them is like, how to say no as a junior doctor, (laughs) right? I need to read that That's what I have. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I have. 
I remember there was a time when COVID came out and they were talking about budget cuts and there was a memo going around saying that, you know, departments need to cut down on leave and they need to trim the staff and make the staff more efficient, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And I wrote some commentary on it saying, you know, should medical doctors, should healthcare workers rather be concerned about the funding of our healthcare system? And it was on the premise of if we don't have any money, are we the first persons who, you know, money is going to be taken from? Like, you know, so the budget costs are going to be taken <laughs> from. Right? So I'm writing these articles on my LinkedIn. But the thing is, remember, at this time, I'm an SHO, you know, right. still trying to figure out life. What am I going to do? I'm like, boy, am I going to write these inflammatory? That's because the, thing the truth is, they are inflammatory. They are. You know, they're... And when you're a junior doctor, you're a small fry. I mean, our contracts as yeah. SHO is just one year. Exactly. <laughs> you don't want to set yourself exactly. up where in a few months, exactly. you're not going to get an MO post. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, if you read my articles, they're generally from a very... I try to be as objective as I can and I, I I you know you don't call names I don't put any information out there that's not already out in the public right. but at the same time it's like almost sometimes a level of journalism because it's like I remember I've written articles that that quote news articles about you know junior doctors fighting out I remember I wrote this article administration the bottleneck of the healthcare system it's still online mm-hmm. right where Literally, all it says is that a lot of times there's a lot of red tape and inefficiencies because coming from the area of the administrators, mm-hmm. you know, and that, you know, then people need to be more on the ground and listen to persons who are on the ground, blah, blah, just, just talking about it generally, nothing specific or anything. Right. I remember somebody coming to me and saying, are you sure you want to have this on the internet i think i was an intern and i wrote this too (laughs) yes i was an intern because i was an obstetric and gynae and it was inspired to me from our orientation we had an orientation and and i remember the the physician the consultant said something and it just inspired an article immediately and when i published it it's like boy are you sure you want to put this out there do you really want to and i said boy you know what I'm I'm gonna put yeah, it on there because you know it's, it's just it's they're just my thoughts yeah. and my opinions mm-hmm. and I'm not yeah but I want to talk about your book right I know I think you have two you have a crossword puzzle right. one and then you have your whole like a sightseeing book right. I want to know let's talk about that sure because we can talk about these other things for all right <laughs> Right, so the science book for me came about because so I have a personal bucket list, right? One that's not published, well, one that was not published before this book came out. And it has literally hundreds of places on it. But you know how it is as a doctor, you really get very limited free time. And when you do get free time, you have so many other things to catch up on your chores, spending time with your loved ones, that it's not as if you can dedicate every free moment you have to travel, right? So even though I write all these articles and I post all these places, this is just like a tiny fraction of all the places in Jamaica of which I'm aware. And I have this very long bucket list that's remaining. So people sometimes would come to me and they would ask me, what can I do in this parish? What can I do in that parish? And then, you know, I tell them, I tell them places and I say, well, you know, these are five places. I've probably only been to two, but the other three are places I've seen good reviews about. I've had friends who have gone and they're really high up on my list. Like I really want to go and if you get to go before me, I think you'll have a great time, right? And sometimes if I, you know, if I don't put the disclaimer that I hadn't been as yet, people would probably be like, okay, can I read your article on the place? And then I'm like, well, I haven't been. And, you know, it kind of feels a little imposter, like <laughs> to be recommending places you haven't visited. So I thought, well, to solve that problem, especially since I get asked these kind of questions, not just from friends, but complete strangers who will email me or DM me, I thought, why not just compile my bucket list of all the places in Jamaica of which I'm aware into a handy book, 
right? So Site C Jamaica was um, came out of that, the fact that I get all these emails and DMs about what to do in specific parishes. And some of them have not yet been covered on my blog, but I wanted to put all of this together in an easy-to-read format. And I thought a book would have been the perfect way to do it. Society Jamaica is, it's not like a novel or a reading kind of book, but it's more of a travel guide. It's more of a bucket list that's in a book format for you to revisit over and over again and to kind of measure your Jamaican travel progress. So let's say... You know, an individual probably has a parish that they haven't visited before or that they don't feel they have visited enough. Sightsee Jamaica, which is my book, you could just flip to the chapter of that parish and get ideas for where to go and then come back to the book afterwards and actually tick where you have been. So it's like a interactive kind of bucket list and guidebook all in one. No, my puzzle book is just simply because I like doing <laughs> word search puzzles. And yeah, I I was like, you know, and I was like, you know, I can't recall ever seeing a Jamaican themed puzzle book. So why not make one? Mm-hmm. And yeah, that one has a much simpler backstory. <laughs> so it really looks like you took a lot of problems that you were seeing. I know even I, I think I've like messaged you or so Mm -hmm. I think I just went on your website for sure but you really saw a lot of problems or or you saw an issue that you could solve and you said boy let me just put all these resources in one place and put it out there and I know that you can get it from Amazon are we also able to get it locally um at one point yes but I've been having a few issues because my book is actually printed overseas So right now it's only available on Amazon, but I'm looking to get it back in stores locally soon. Okay, that's great. As soon as you do, you know, you let us know for sure. But that's really great. And, you know, I've been seeing this, a lot of natural inclination where a lot of bloggers end up writing a book. And I mean, to be fair, I I have an ebook. So even I've done it. I, I wrote an internship guide that really and truly i found that it's useful up to mo level you've read it It (laughs) i did (laughs) but i think i think you put it out when we became shows. we became shows, and you know it was Mm -hmm. important it was really important to me that it's just available online and it it well you've read it so it doesn't talk about clinical stuff at all it's really more like hey here are the things that people don't tell you and I think it was so important. You know, I actually shared that with the incoming interns at the hospital I was working at at the time. Because I think medicine is not just a science. Medicine is an art. And medical school training doesn't mm-hmm. really spend much time on the art of medicine. And right, I found that your, um, your internship guide actually focused on that. And it's so important for doctors to be personable and to, you know, to just learn basic human skills. (laughs) Yep. And time management. And there's just so many soft skills to being a doctor, which medical school just can't possibly train you for. And I think you guys covered that. It was very much based off of my experience. And I tell people all the time, a lot of things that I write about are not things that I'm necessarily good at, but they're lessons that I've had to learn. So, you know, so I I, I figure a lot Mm -hmm. of times, like, you know, if I'm wondering this, maybe there are other people wondering as well. And I am exploring writing another book. Well, there's another one that's coming out. I guess I can say this here on USMLE. So gathering basically all the stuff that I have. Okay. It's actually, let me let me call a spade a spade. Initially I had this idea of gathering everything on my podcast and putting it all into one written format because it's so much easier to scroll through than to go and listen to like a mm-hmm. one hour or half an hour podcast. But 
um i yeah, was talking about true. this with two doctors and and who were going through usmle and one has matched successfully and i remember talking to them they're like yeah man i have a lot of stuff written and i said oh you know i have this idea to put them together and publish it on my site and they're like i will share with you when they match they said hey i compiled everything in a mm -hmm. word doc here you go and i'm just like wow okay. they're like and i said what That's can awesome. i what am i allowed to do with it and they're like you can do whatever you want to do with it and so i'm just like <laughs> you know i'm just gonna pretty it up right. and do it just like the internship one the internship guide you know put it out there and mm -hmm. publish it yeah just so that people can have it as a reference you know but i'm so flattered to hear that you shared it with your mm -hmm. intern group that's actually really amazing <laughs> to me I right mean. that's so amazing <laughs> when i'm ready to write a printable book i'll be messaging you and reaching out to you to get mm -hmm. it i'm ready <laughs> you know Rochelle, I, I really do have this thing that things come to you when they need to come to you i've always had that thing and I think that this, this is such a nice, <laughs> uplifting and encouraging conversation for me. For me too. Yeah. Yeah. The, the last thing I think I want you to touch on before we close off is how do you manage to do both? And I know that you're in the program as well, which mm -hmm. is another very time consuming thing. So now you're studying, <laughs> yeah. you're working, you're blogging, but you also have a personal life. You also have to do chores. Right. You have to make sure your bills are paid and things are taken care of. So I really want to know, right. you know, what else, how do you do it? And in this, I want people to listen to it. Because I know that there are persons who are listening and saying, boy, I really want to do photography or I really want to do makeup, but med school is so stressful or residency is so stressful or internship is so stressful. But this is proof. Right. This is proof in the pudding, guys. It is possible. It's right, possible, it's possible. And you're able to have a fulfilling yeah. life with it. So I want to know how do you do it and how others can do it as well. Time management is the it's probably, I mean, a simple answer, but it all boils down to time management and discipline. I am of the belief that people make time for what they consider to be important. And if photography or writing or whatever hobby you have is something that's important to you, you can make time. A lot of persons, you know, we're on social media or we have our series and our YouTube channels and, you know, stuff that we watch, which... Honestly, these things are actually draining. If you check your Instagram or your YouTube account, it will show you exactly how much time you spend on these platforms. And you'll be surprised that quite a lot of persons are spending an hour or two or more per day on these things. And imagine if you took that hour or two and put it into what you love, right? So we all have the same 24 hours in a day, but we waste it on different things. And if you can just reclaim your time and use that time for your hobbies or whatever passion or side project or, you know, side hustle you're working on, if you can reclaim your time and put it into these things, it goes a far away. So for me, for instance, today I'm off work, right? And it's been my only day off for the week. So I've been at work from Sunday to Friday. But what I will do on a day like today, it's a content creation day. So I'm home, I will dedicate maybe four hours uninterrupted of just writing and scheduling something in advance. On the days I get home early enough, like with sun still in the sky, which isn't every day, but when I do, I'll use those evenings to just shower and de-stress for an hour or two, and then I'll read in terms of like schoolwork kind of thing, or I'll use that time to work on presentation because while I'm in the program, we have to do regular presentations. So I'll use my my hours wisely. So the time that you know a lot of persons spend on like social media or catching up with series, I just don't have enough time for that. So I put all my time into what's important for me. I try not to waste any hour or even minute. I try not, well, of course, you have to de-stressing may involve wasting a little bit of time here and there but i try not to let 
those other things which are not meaningful consume me. I, I not you preaching to the choir. Maybe, 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 maybe this podcast is really for me and not for anybody else. Because so much of what you said, oh my gosh! So so much of what you said is just like wow. You know, yeah. you're so right. Yeah, I don't mean to say in any way. I'm of not looking not. down on how we spend our time, but I just think it's so important to be very mindful really of do. where our time goes because we we really all have the same 24 hours. So how is it that, you know, one person is able to run a side business while being a doctor and yet another person is saying, oh, I have no time to do yeah even a hobby you know how is it that people can multitask and you can't like you have to think okay what what is that person doing that i can follow or you know what are we doing differently i take ideas and uh inspiration from those persons who are doing you know the thing that you're trying to do so that was something I found very important. I don't think it's a doctor I got that advice from or read that advice from. Yeah. I think it was just from like businessmen or entrepreneurs. And I was like, wow, this is very true. Because I used to waste a lot of time just catching up on vlogs and what my favorite YouTube couple is doing. And I'm like, how does that benefit me? Like, yes, it's entertaining, but it's making them money and I'm not benefiting much besides exactly. just getting entertainment. And if writing, yeah, if writing is entertaining for me, if writing is my hobby as well, and it can, you know, make me side income because, yeah, I do earn like from ads and stuff on my side. But if writing is also a hobby I have, which is a side passion or a side stream of income from it why am I not investing in it and I really started applying that to my life I think in last year and yeah it's been paying off yeah this is really encouraging for me because I I mean I get stuck in the same rabbit hole and not only that but very very recently when I say very very recently I'm talking like a few months ago or a month ago or so I've been doing variations of it because you end up doing so many things that the things that aren't for you, you sometimes will prioritize before. So Mm -hmm. it's not just work coming first, but say, for example, you know, maybe you're helping another friend with a project or, you know, just other things, family things, friend things, you know, maybe whatever, whatever it is. I found with myself that I was putting a lot of things before the layman's doctor and before my yep. personal projects because these things, yeah, these things had clearer deadlines or, you know, there's the more obvious income there, mm-hmm. the more obvious opportunity there. Sure, that's great. But then when do I come back and when do I work on the layman's doctor? Let me tell you something. Today, Rochelle, this is my second podcast that I'm recording for the day, right? Mm-hmm. So I have three podcasts scheduled today. Plus I mm-hmm. have work in the afternoon, right? And I could have, I went out Got last you. night. So mm-hmm. I came in very late and I could have taken my morning and, you know, <laughs> sleep until it was time to go in for my shift, right? But I have yeah. started something that's very important to me. That when I wake up, before eight o'clock, and this is because I generally wake up around six thirty. I'm trying to even wake up earlier because I like the silence of it all. That mm-hmm. those hours yeah. before work time are mine. So I wake up. I've been reading more, yep. and I mean, I'm reading the new anything like. But I want because I want to learn more stuff. So I've been reading the news more. Yeah. I've been practicing Duolingo more you know, because I want to work on my Spanish and make sure I don't lose my Spanish. There's this podcast that I've been listening to. Every mm-hmm. day I listen to one in the morning. I start my day with it. Save for today, but yesterday I listened to like three episodes. So I get a take in the bly. It's by the right. Atlantic, you know, how to live a happy life. And, you know, it's an amazing podcast. And okay. I said, this is how I want to start my mornings, you know. I want to start my mornings focused on me. I want to incorporate work. Yeah. So I want to work on the layman's doctor in the mornings as well, you know, and 
just have that time set out for me where there's no social media because once you turn on your phone and you start answering messages you are done it's, and it's not just anecdotally <laughs> yep. i actually i think i read it i read it so there's like they were talking about eating the frog right like your most big task like mm-hmm. eat the frog but then they talk about if you don't have some sort of structure in terms of what you want to do for that day it is so easy to get yeah. caught into whatever comes up i end up doing a lot of busy work you know and i feel like I feel like to-do lists are so important. Like you have to, and you don't want to create a too long to-do list. So for me, my limit is five things. Sometimes I have a million things to do. And I said, okay, what are Mm -hmm. five things I can do today? Because if you make it to-do list, have like 10 things, you're probably going to do nothing. All right. I'm speaking from my experience. But if my to-do list has five things and I put the most difficult thing first and I get that out the way, it's like the rest of my day is just smooth sailing. So I'm I'm trying to get where you are. So I've always done to-do lists, but my biggest problem has always been like breaking down tasks and I have a huge procrastination thing. So the whole the whole idea mm-hmm. of eating the frog has helped me where it's just like, this is my one big task that I'm avoiding the most and that's the task I'm going to do first. But I very much tend to go on vibes, but that can't mm-hmm. work. Yeah, vibes don't cut it. You end up wasting the whole day, right? Yeah. I mean, especially if you have a day where you're kind of having a down mood, it's just very easy to just procrastinate and just chill and spend the day maybe just, you know, watching and um, watching shows or, you know, looking exactly. through memes to just try and feel good. And you ignore the important tasks at hand. One hundred percent, exactly, <laughs> exactly that. So, and you know, one I realize mm-hmm. is the part that is the hardest one is the start. Because once you start, you know, it happens to me all the time. Yeah. Once I start, I'm good. That's it. Once I start, and I, you know, and I've yeah. just been like, wow. But the scrolling of the... So I turn off my notifications, right? I used to have where it says, okay, your time for whatever is up. But I used to just bypass it with it. So my thing is, I've just avoiding and mm-hmm. taking advantage of those. There are moments where I have like these bursts of energy. And I'm just like, oh, this is productive. But let me not make it productive yeah, in TikTok. Me too. So I will put my entire phone on like, <laughs> do not disturb Oh my gosh, do not disturb is my favorite phone feature. <laughs> In fact, I set my phone to like automatically turn on do not disturb between certain hours. So I don't know if you have an iPhone, but I realize you can do different different focus. So I have one for work. So like that one, people who need to reach me can reach me, but it's just all I'm doing is work, mm-hmm. right? And this is not, if I'm doing the layman's doctor work, that's my personal focus. That focus is based on my phone is off. You can't reach me at all. I have my sleep one, you. you know, which is just that one, you know, family and friends can reach me. But if you call me two times, you know, they have this thing where if you call back to back, it will come through. I turn that off. Like if you're not on my favorites list, you're just not going to get me. I am too protective of my sleep right now. Technology has been helping a lot even though it is the reason why you're distracted it's also helping me and then like putting my phone away but then you know what i'm working on my laptop and i have whatsapp the app on my laptop so it's possible and i think you really have to say you know this is important to me this is something that i want to do so i'm i'm gonna do it yeah but i think a lot of what you've said will resonate with persons who who are interested in in doing stuff outside of med school and outside of healthcare working and and it's a great it's a great opportunity not just to earn but to to be a stress relief mm-hmm. yeah to network yeah there's so many different mm-hmm. benefits stress relief networking yeah the the possibilities are really endless Exactly. So that's the last thing I want to to ask, right? Coming to the end of it, before you tell us all about Mm -hmm. where we can reach you, how we can find you, how we can buy your book, all of that stuff, 
you mentioned early on in the podcast that this has afforded you with opportunities that you never thought you'd get. I know you mentioned networking again, and those are major things that are important to not just business, but life and in general. Can you tell me about one Mm -hmm. opportunity or one person that you've met or anything like that that would not have happened if you weren't doing Adventures from L and all of that, that has really either been impactful on your life or transformed your life, or you're just like, wow, look what me can do now. Like, I would love to hear <laughs> one story about that. And then you can go in how we can find you and everything. Right. So I've gotten opportunity to write for like foreign publications and that's just because of you know reporters or or should I say like magazine editors stumbling across my blog so I I think that's really cool for me in that you know I'm a Jamaican living in Jamaica writing a blog which is really targeted to Jamaicans but of course you know anyone worldwide can read it and to have persons stumble across my blog from other parts of the world and say, hey, you know, I think my audience would be interested in reading, you know, something mm-hmm. about Jamaica from a Jamaican. I'm like, wow, that's really cool, you know. And of course, it's, it, it's paid opportunity, so that's great too. But it's not just that. It's the fact that I am a doctor. I have no background in like uh, journalism or like I don't have a professional degree in writing yet a professional page is willing to work with me as a writer and actually list me as like, like give me a byline and those kind of stuff I find it that is really, really cool, cool. <laughs> yeah so yeah that's an opportunity or those are opportunities I've had along the way that I find really cool and you know, I've actually had my blog featured on like international travel sites as, oh, this is a Jamaican mm-hmm. travel influencer you should follow. And I'm like, what? <laughs> That's really cool. Um, So I've written for like Matador. I'm not sure how many people may know that page, but it's a pretty big American travel publication. Um, So I've written for that. I've written for this site called International Living, which is basically for like expats. Um, or Americans mm-hmm. who want to be expats in other countries. So it's not it's like for Italy, Jamaica, Costa Rica, Colombia, like anywhere in the world. And basically the article on their site for American expats who, well, Americans who want to be expats in Jamaica was actually written by me. So <laughs> I find those kind of things really cool. Those are amazing opportunities. And that's all because you wanted to share more about the things that you enjoy and i and i know a lot of times people will say like a lot of times when they watch these videos you know along with niching down and what they'll say like think about what it is that your audience will want or whatever and i think that's good advice but i always think it's such a great thing to start from your own circle of influence what is it that you like what do you want more information on and then, for example, it starts to branch out into, oh, people keep asking me, let me just write them a book. And I think it organically becomes these things because my podcast was something that happened organically. People kept saying, Sam, we want a podcast from you. And then eventually it became, Sam, we want to know about USMLE. So like, you know, those those things happen organically, mm-hmm. you know, but look at everything that has happened. You love adventuring in jamaica you decide you're gonna write it down you decide you're gonna put your face to it and you've been putting it out there and you're solving problems and you're getting amazing opportunities from it i'm not just totally inspired by you but also super proud of you you know as your colleague and someone in the same fraternity as you and i hope and i'm sure that there's so many other persons who are looking at this and are so inspired by it so where can we find everything? Sure. So my blog is adventuresfrom.com, as in adventuresfrom.com. 
And you can find me on Instagram at Adventures from L. I'm also on YouTube, but I'm sorry, I don't upload Same. videos very often because <laughs> I just don't have a lot of time. But <laughs> I'm on YouTube at Adventures from L. I don't know if anyone here uses Facebook, but if you do, I'm on Facebook at Adventures from L. And in terms of my book, it's called Sightsee Jamaica. So if you search that on the internet, it will actually bring you to the Amazon, the actual Amazon page where you can find my book. Or you can go on Amazon directly and type in Sightsee Jamaica, whichever one works for you. But yeah, you can find me there. And I will, of course, link everything in the show notes. I still have up another article that you technically contributed to me to put up where we talk about, remember I had asked you about residency and stuff. So that's still there. It's on my to-do mm-hmm. list. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> but I haven't. I have my notes and everything. So, you know, that's why I needed your advice, you know, to block out my four hours and, you know, do some deep work and turn off my phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. So... <laughs> Um, yeah, we have, I will definitely have it down below. And, um, I really think a huge part of the layman's doctor is, you know, it's really important to me to, to not just look at patients, but also healthcare workers within the space, because if we want better care and we want a better healthcare system, we have to look at all the, all the moving parts and one of those moving parts is that we have a healthcare worker group or workforce that feels mm-hmm. fulfilled and happy and content and valued, especially. So I, I realized that there was a gap there and that, you know, that's that's something I could really touch on. So another reason why I really brought you on, I think it's really great. So thanks again for for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. And I really think this discussion has been worthwhile. Like, I actually benefited from this talk. And yeah. (laughs) I'm so happy to hear that. Okay. Yeah, this is is good. All right. I think this was a super awesome discussion. I benefited so much from it. I really hope that you guys are listening and feel inspired. I really hope that you will check out the blog. It's really awesome some really great gems in Jamaica as well. And, uh, you know, even if you're thinking about this, but, oh, I don't even have anybody to go with. I know for a fact she does have a part where she talks about solo traveling because I know I was looking at that. So there's something there for everybody. Trust me. And get the book, get everything. It's really awesome. And, of course, if you want to contact me, you can do that in a plethora of ways. I'm very responsive on email and DM. So you can send me a DM on my social media that is on Twitter and on Instagram at the layman's DR. You can go on my website, www.thelaymansdoctor.com and simply send me a message there. Or you can email me at samantha at thelaymansdoctor.com. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.